Well, it's because of COVID that our brother ended up on the street, AKA in your house, but then you guys put him to work. And I know that he was every day was knocking on the door. What are we gonna do today? What are we gonna do today? A lot of productivity came out of that time, AKA the sweatshop. Absolutely, but he wasn't knocking on the door. He was laying on my couch. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 13 of the Unalike podcast. I'm Chrishell Fulmer. So excited to be with you today. And Natalia, how are you doing? I am doing so good. I just have to tell you something really quickly, though. Last week, last episode, we had talked about you having your Christmas tree up, and I finally got mine up. We did share a photo of it over on Instagram and Facebook. So everybody that's listening here, Definitely needs to hop over there and check out my really bizarre Christmas tree. <laughs> I saw it, I you know, because you shared that photo the other day. And I have to say that I was a little skeptical when you told the story. I, I had the buy-in and I, I thought, okay, it's a cool idea. When I saw it, it completely exceeded my expectations. <laughs> It's really a fun little tree. It's like I told you, we like the untraditional traditions. So it's fun. And even though it's not a green tree and it's not traditional Christmas, it's actually kind of a cheerful little tree. And I love it. If there's a year to be unique, 2020 is it. And you you had all of the, you know, aside from the green tree, you had all of the components, the decorations, the ornament, a garland. I'm not sure what your garland was made of, but I, and, and I love that you still had a tree skirt. Yes, it's still a tree and it's still going to have packages under it. So why not? Why not have fun this year? It is. It's the very best Charlie Brown tree. Now, Speaking of Charlie Brown, we grew up watching Charlie Brown on TV, right? The Monday or Tuesday night before every holiday, we watched a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. We watched a Charlie Brown Christmas. So the other day, my daughter had a church activity with all of her classmates. And because of current COVID restrictions in our area, they've been asked to stay in their own homes to not gather. So for their activity, they decided they were going to watch a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving over Zoom. Oh. And so that's what she did. Anyway, fast forward. She got to the end of her activity and anyway, came and talked with me about it later. And I was so excited because a Charlie Brown, any of the shows, takes me back to my childhood. When we grew up and we had a TV that had three stations plus the local PBS channel, you know, any kid show on a weeknight was a big deal, right? Yeah, totally. So a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, I'm just thinking she's going to be like, Mom, I loved it. No. She comes to me and says, Mom, those shows from the olden days are kind of weird. And number one, I did not grow up in the olden days yeah. My kids totally say the same thing about those old <laughs> shows that, you know, we try so hard to make them watch some of those older shows. And they're just like, it's so flat. They're used to more of like this dimensional movies. So whatever. Sometimes we make our kids watch those old ones and sometimes they like them. The animation has changed so much. I, I know what you're saying about flat. And so uh, she kind of flattened my spirits when she wasn't. <laughs> over the moon excited about Charlie Brown. Hmm. That's funny. <laughs> it does definitely well, make you very thankful that we have such great technology now We have, that our TV, everything has advanced so much over the years. Absolutely. And not just that it's good, right? But <laughs> that you can watch it anywhere. You can watch it on, of course, the TV. You can watch it on your computer. You can watch it on your tablet. You know, you, you can be in the car watching it. You can be watching on an airplane. That's what's the craziest about it all. Yeah, totally. Uh, something we could have never imagined, that's for sure. <laughs> no. No, I mean, even just the whole idea of when we were really little, and I know all of our listeners relate to this, but <laughs> when we were really little, we had to get up off the chair and walk to the TV to change the channel. Yeah, 
crazy how times have gone or changed. <laughs> Definitely something that I'm grateful we don't have to do anymore. So we haven't had a chance to catch up yet. I wanted to talk a little bit more about that fun episode we did with Kat from Sage Hill Cottage. I thought that she had some of the very best decorating ideas. I still can't stop thinking about that time-lapse video she did when, or that she shared when she did her very own board and batten. She did it completely on her own. She did, and it looked fabulous. The other thing I loved that she shared, it was the first thing she talked about was those stockings. The photos that she shared with us of her stockings made from those pillowcases was such a fabulous idea. And I'm pretty sure that even you, with your really amazing sewing abilities, could pull off making those from some of the, like she said, some of those pillowcases that I'm sure you have in your cedar chest or other, you know, that you have stored I loved that idea. Brilliant. You're putting a lot of faith in me right now. <laughs> I really think you could do I, it. <laughs> but I do think I have pretty much like those exact same pillowcases. I think that probably speaks to our grandmothers being about the same age because, yeah, after she shared those photos, I was like, oh, yep, those are my pillowcases too. Yep. Yep, totally. <laughs> So funny. Well, I've been thinking a lot this past week or two about giving thanks. And with Thanksgiving happening later this week, I've been thinking a lot about how much I personally have to be grateful for this year. And I just kept thinking with this podcast, with everyone we've talked to, they've been telling these incredible stories. And it's made me think that... It would be wrong of us to not take some time this week to stop, pause, and share some of the things that we're both grateful for this season. I totally agree with you that, you know, kind of our whole intent in even starting this podcast was to give us a reason to find the positivity and to find people with really positive stories and share that. So I feel like this kind of really plays into really our whole goal, our whole purpose for sharing this podcast, creating this podcast is to spread positivity and create more of that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, for those who are listening to us, this idea to do a podcast was not something that Natalia and I came up with overnight. It's something that we had actually been discussing for seven months. I remember, I still remember exactly where I was. I was in my car. I was driving when she called me and said, I have this idea. And so it's something we then slept on. We thought about for a really long time. And I, I think the reason why is because we wanted to do it and do it right. We weren't going to rush into it. We weren't going to just throw something together and have it turn out like crap. It was really important to us that we do it the right way. But it took some time to figure that out and to even figure out, do we want to add video? Do we want it to be audio only? And this is the part where I have to give a huge shout out to our director, Brandon, who uh, works through the production of every episode for us. He does all of the editing after we record. This podcast would not be what it is today without him, right? Absolutely. There's... We didn't even know what kind of microphones to use. It absolutely could not be done without him. So definitely very grateful for him saving the day or the year or week. <laughs> when you called, so in that phone call, I think the other part to this is you and I were very set on it being audio only. I, I just think that you, you mm -hmm. listen to podcasts while you work from home and I listen to some while I drive in the mm -hmm. car. So I think that was the first thing we were like, what video you can do that. But that was completely Brandon's idea. And I have to say the video version. So we do both. We, we do the video, but then we also publish an audio version over on the audio space for everyone who would prefer to listen. But I have to tell you, the video versions are my absolute favorite. Totally agree. I love seeing all the photos and the videos and it's just so much more real. I still listen to the audio versions while I'm working, but I also watch the video versions back later. And I love that. I love watching 
and having it feel like it's a show. It's so cool, I think. Yeah. So the podcast, I think that's something you and I are both grateful for. Uh, grateful, ob- obviously, to have people who are excited to come back and hear from us each week and to hear the stories of those who we interview. So I want to pause right there and say thank you, everyone, for joining us on this podcast journey because we're having so much fun with it. But through the process, as we have been discussing the direction, it was always important to us to make this be an inspirational show and to leave you feeling a little bit better than you felt when you arrived at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, completely agree. (laughs) Okay, so I've been noticing a theme on social media through the whole year. This isn't something new, but every single time something bad happens, the immediate response is, oh, 2020, hashtag 2020, oh, coronavirus, blame it on COVID. And and I'm kind of tossing these terms out there, but I believe that people have become very negative about 2020. And I'm not even talking about the virus itself. I'm talking about the aftermath, the repercussions, and then all just everything else that's weird this year. And it's kind of taken on a negative tone. And I put a lot of thought into that. I've really spent some time just digging deeper, trying to understand the meaning of COVID and this pandemic and 2020. And why are we allowing ourselves to go into a deep, dark place when really it's something that none of us can control? Because at the end of the day, there is one thing that we can all control, and that's our attitude, right? We can always Mm -hmm. control our actions and our response to the situation. So absolutely, I started to think more about it, and I thought, is there anything good that came out of 2020? Is there anything positive? Like, and I'm going to ask you, Natalia, just off the top of your head, can you think of anything good that happened because of the pandemic? Honestly, I could sit here and talk to you for hours about all the good things that have happened this year. I feel like I'm in a really weird situation because personally, I would say 2020 to me means clarity. You know, 2020, we think of it traditionally like as vision, like a clear vision and a clear path, you know, 2020. I seriously feel like 2020 has been one of the best years of my life as far as the word clarity goes. I have never felt personally like my mind is more clear, my soul is more clear, my heart is more clear, my path is more clear. Like clarity happened for me in 2020 and I honestly could not be more grateful for the clarity that came to me this year. It's been a really incredible kind of personal awakening that's happened for me. And it's really been a great year. So I kind of see, I totally agree with you that we see so much negativity out there and it's everywhere. But if you, for me, I've just kind of pulled myself back from it and I'm like, this has been a fabulous year. So <laughs> I don't know if you felt that same way. I know that your life was altered a lot more than mine was because you were forced to work from home. I already worked from home. So my time was just adjusted a little bit differently when people were forced to start working at home. But I'm sure for someone like you, it's a whole different mindset or a whole different set of things that you have to live with than what I've been faced with. So it's kind of been really fascinating too to see how we've all had to face different situations this year. I love that concept. And I'm going to be honest with you. I've never heard that. I, I've never heard <laughs> the connection to 2020 and, and vision and clarity, but I think you just put it perfectly that 2020 was a year of clarity. I, I think, and, and maybe I'm relating to that because I do feel the same way. I've done a lot of soul searching this year myself. Um, when I think about 2020, my thought is that the pandemic and, and 2020 in and of itself gave us the gift of time. Yeah. And when I say time to spend with those who mean the most to us and those who we love the very most, when everything in the world shut down, when the world really came to a halt and we were told to stay home, we were told to not go anywhere. 
in this very uncanny way, we were each given the gift of time. Everything in the world slowed down. And maybe that's where what you're talking about, some clarity opportunities began to sink in because a lot of us who go a hundred miles an hour, all of a sudden our lives slam to a halt, you know, after school activities stopped for a while and extracurricular events and sporting and no more movies and movie theaters. And well, so what do you do with your time? And for, for us, for Dustin and I, we spent a lot more time in our yard. We spent a lot more time around the house, but as you're doing some of those things, I think you, you kind of get into your own head and you, you start to think about what do I want to do with all of this? Where do I want to go in the future? And so, you know, in a similar way, I agree with clarity, but I also um, mm -hmm. think that for me personally, where, especially as you mentioned, I work outside of the home, well, not leaving the house anymore, even when you just factor out my drive time, all of a yeah. sudden I have an extra 10 hours a week because I do commute almost an hour each way. So close to 10 hours each week, that time goes back to my girls, to my stepchildren, to my husband, and mm -hmm. they're getting the best me because of the pandemic. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, another thing that I was really thankful for that kind of happened this year, and I don't know if this is something that any other point in my life I would have really realized that I was so grateful for was a schedule. So I'm going to take you way back 20 years ago when I met Brad and I lived like an erratic life. I've always lived an erratic life. I never remember being a child and having a bedtime. I think our parents just, maybe they, maybe they would say different, but there was just kind of like a free for all. We had meals together and things like that, but we also ate very late, like 8 PM was normal for dinner. Yes, totally. So. When I met Brad, he was very, very determined that we needed to live a schedule and I could never understand it. And then we had Chesney and he was so determined that she had to eat at a certain time every day. She needed to be in bed at the same time. She needed to bathe at the same time every day. And I never really got it. She slept well. She was a good kid, whatever. Um, life goes on. You know, we all change. We grow. Things like that happen. This year happened. And when this year happened and the world closed or whatever you want to call it, I had instilled in myself because of Brad, a schedule every single day. I do the exact same thing. I live a very, very routine life now because of this schedule. And because of that, when this world stopped, <laughs> I still knew what to do the next day. I still got up. Even if for me, Fitness is really, really important. Even if I couldn't go to my gym, I still went and ran around my block or something because I knew that I needed, again, that stability. I needed the clarity. I needed all of those things. So at the end of the day, I just have to say that I am so grateful that he made me live a schedule and a routine because I really feel like it saved us in so many ways this year. <laughs> I love it. I, I love it. I think there's a lot to be said for, I'm a, a really big advocate of getting up and getting ready every day, getting showered, putting on makeup, doing your hair. What you're saying makes a lot of sense. Yeah. The schedules are really, <laughs> it's just a really important thing as weird as it is. So I'm grateful for that. What else are you grateful for? Well, I have spent some time thinking that I have been so blessed and I want to go back to January of 2019 for a minute. I've, I've mentioned before that I did have a second husband who passed away and I haven't gone a lot into detail about this here on the show, but, um, but that was January of 19. And so this is only my second Thanksgiving since that happened. And last year, I think that just with so much going on in my life, I was kind of wrapped up in the current events and not so much the idea of pausing to think about what I had to be grateful for. And this year, maybe more than ever, I've been thinking a lot about everything I have to be thankful for. And maybe it's making up for last year and, and not properly paying my respects to everyone that I am grateful for who stepped in when I needed them. But one of the things that I have thought about was a, a colleague who, who um, had a business meeting with me. And so her name is Brenda. And 
so just to go back to that year, to January, I had the funeral for my husband on President's Day. And I, I believe it was January 21st, so Monday. And then I took the full week off of work, just, you know, getting myself put back together and then knowing that I had this job I had to eventually go back to. And so on Monday, January 28th, one week to the day after the funeral, I went back into the office for the first time. I had this meeting and Brenda was in the room along with a few other colleagues. But we were meeting in Park City, Utah. And for everybody who is familiar with Park City, you might be aware of a slightly somewhat very big event known as Sundance. And Sundance is a film series that comes to Park City every year and brings in A-list celebrities from around the country. So this meeting is in the middle of Sundance and it's right in the town. And so as Brenda and I finished the meeting with our colleagues, it was approaching the lunch hour and she said, Chriselle, let's go into town. Let's go to Sundance. And I was in a place where I was no longer making decisions. I was in a place where I was lucky to get up and get dressed each day, let alone leave the house. So for me, it was really big to think about even climbing on the bus to ride into town, let alone find a place to eat and, you know, do all of that. But I, this is where I just have to pause and say, I am so grateful for Brenda because Brenda forced me to go into town to make an appearance in public by public. You know what I'm saying? Like not, I'm not, I'm just saying like to leave my house even. So anyway, fast forward, we ended up on Park City Main Street, which is kind of this iconic place to be during Sundance. And she had a couple of connections there. And so she said, come on, let's go. I've got some friends over at a, a certain location. And so there was a film company there who was taking photos and they were handing out free headshots to everybody who stopped inside. And so she said, come on, come on, my friend Tim is here, let's head on in. And so of course we met Tim. Uh, I believe we had a picture taken with him, but then the photographer agreed to do headshots of each one of us. I've never had a professional headshot taken. I And I take that back. I've had individual photos of myself taken. I've never gone to a studio where somebody you know, worked on my hair and my makeup and, you know, look over here, turn your chin. And this photographer was doing that. So for just a minute, he worked with me. He told me how to sit on the chair. He told me to move my hair over my shoulder, you know, and for just five seconds, I felt really pretty that day. And I will never forget that photographer finishing my three minute photo shoot and me leaning into him and saying, thank you so much. I buried my husband one week ago today, and today you made me feel pretty. But I have to give a huge shout out to Brenda, because had she not had the courage to say, Chriselle, come on, and literally dragged me out, I wouldn't have had that experience. That's pretty amazing. I love that story. I think it's a pretty just a simple reminder, even going back to what you're saying, that we are all grateful for our families, obviously. We're grateful that we have homes to live in. We're grateful for all those things. But I also think it's so important to realize that there's so much more that we are all grateful for. The little things like a smile, someone taking your picture, someone making you feel good, someone making you feel appreciated. All of those things are really life-changing. Yeah. I learned a lot of that last year as I, I went through that journey of personal grief and worked through the stages of grief itself. I tried to journal and log the many experiences that happened and so many of them having to do with people who went out of their way to look out for me. And I, you know, on my personal Facebook page, I've shared a lot of that journey, but, um, a couple of these things that have been on my mind more recently, uh, they are personal. They're things I have never shared publicly. And, and this story with Brenda at Sundance is one of those. What's something else that you've been thinking about? I first have to say, though, after your husband died and everything happened, I told you that you need to write a book. And I still, to this day, 
think you need to write a book. I shouldn't be the one that's written books and you not. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember, and it, it was, you said that to me. And I was like, no, no, crap happens to everybody. We all go through hard times. And so even then you were saying it and I was like, no, no. But, and I don't think we've shared this with our listeners, but back on President's Day after the funeral, everybody, you know, you do all the funeral things and and you all, we have a big dinner together and then everybody goes home and goes their different ways. So uh, my girls and I, it was just the three of us. I, that was a second marriage for me. And, and he has a couple of kids, but of course now they're going to go live with their mom. And so it was me and my girls. And we, we come back to the house and, uh, my mom and dad came with me. Our mom and dad came with us. Um, but I have a girlfriend named Sunny and Sunny came with me. She had come in and uh, you, I don't think you know this. Sunny made, she drove, and part of her driving was, this needs to be an open-ended trip. I don't know what Chriselle needs. I don't know how long I need to be there. So I'm leaving on this day, and I don't know when I'll be home. And that right there is something that I had never expected. But the fact that Sunny knew I can't count on a return date meant the world to me. But this is what I want to say. So Sunny was back at the house with us, along with my mom and dad. And my parents were getting ready to leave. And so Sunny and I decided we were going to, you know, we live in a mountain area. So we were going to run out of the mountains down to the valley. And so she was heading up the stairs. We have a tile floor. She had Tenley wrapped around her waist. And my other daughter was kind of, harassing Tenley and tickling her. So Tenley, my then seven-year-old, six-year-old, um, let go of Sunny. And when she did, she came straight down on the tile floor and split her chin open. And so on the exact same day that I buried my husband, I then went to the emergency room so that my six-year-old could get stitches in her chin. (laughs) Sunny went with me. She was my plus one. And I, and, and Sunny is, you know what? We've talked about Sunny before. I never said her name, but a couple episodes back, I told the story about coming home one night after work and there was a friend in my bed. And I don't know if you remember that, but yes, that was Sunny. I do. <laughs> so she's someone who, well, you know this, but someone who I've been friends with since childhood. So Anyway, Sunny's my plus one. We're in the hospital. We've got both my girls. Tenley's sprawled out on the bed. Her chin's bleeding everywhere. She thinks she's dying. And I did look at Sunny in that minute and I said, I think I'm ready to write a book. Yeah, you should. Because <laughs> I know that there's a lot more stories you can share in that book. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're kind. Tell me something else. I want to hear what you've been thinking you're grateful for. So... I don't even know if really you remember this whole timeline or all of these things that happened. But when I had my second child, I actually had a lot of personal health issues that came after having him. There will be no more children because of this. But after he was born, I had some heart issues and ended up being back in the hospital, hospitalized really to kind of ensure that nothing worse happened and that I didn't suffer long-term effects from the things that my body was doing. And I always thought that I was a healthy person. I'd always worked out and I'd always done all of those things thinking I'm healthy. But after that happened, you know, everything was okay. I came home from the hospital and we went on with life. But a little while after that, I just was not happy. I wasn't in a good place mentally, physically, all of those things. I just wasn't a happy person. And This one day, I just came up with the craziest idea that we just needed to up and move and leave the town that we had pretty much lived in forever. So we did. We moved, got away, and really started over, started a whole entire new life. And part of that, right after we started, I was like, I have got to get back into fitness. It's just something that when I used to do it, it made me feel good. So Right after moving six years ago, I start. I found a local gym and started going there. And I didn't really see any results. I didn't really feel that great. But I have to tell you, the things that happened to me at that gym were some of the most life-changing things that I could have ever experienced. So I met my coach there, and 
She was an incredible girl that has suffered her whole entire life with all of these physical elements, but has made the best of it. And she's so inspiring. And when I would go there, she would talk to me a lot about what I was eating and my nutrition and all of these things. And because of her, I read all these books and I started just really changing the way I ate. And over time, the things that came with that, you know, the way I felt, not just the way I physically felt, but the way I felt mentally and emotionally and about myself. And along with those things, when I'm saying clarity, I feel like all those steps that I started taking at that point to discover myself, to find what's what my core values are, who I really am, what I really want to be, really started with that, just that one little thing that someone finally saw a little bit of something in me that instilled my confidence in myself and that continues on today. So the reason I say fitness is so important and something I'm so grateful for, not only because it has changed my life, my mentality, it's changed everything about me. And when I wake up in the morning or I've had a bad day or something like that goes on, I walk into that place and I lift a whole bunch of weight that's really heavy and I can scream words and I can say all the things. And I walk out of that place every single day and I feel like I can conquer the world. So I know it's vain, but something to just maybe make me focus on myself for one hour of my day is something that I am truly grateful for and could never, ever say enough good things about that. So kind of a weird one, but I'm definitely very grateful for that. I really like that. I, I like that reminder that um, physical fitness is so much more than just being fit. And it's so much more than what you yeah. see when you look in the mirror. It totally yeah. is. It's a whole, it's mental, it's everything. So I am definitely grateful for that. And for all the people along the way that have helped me to discover me. <laughs> yeah. Well, for everyone who's watching and has been following along, we had been thinking about this episode for a little while and, and knew that we wanted to do something that relates to giving thanks. And so we reached out to you, our listeners, our viewers, and we asked you to send in some of the things that you are most grateful for. And we had a terrific response. We're very grateful for everyone who took a few minutes to sit down and to put all of your thoughts into words and, and then into writing and to share those with us. And so Today, rather than bringing a guest onto the show, we're going to do something a little different. And we're going to share multiple stories from those of you who have written in to let us know what it is you're thankful for. Natalia, would you like to go first? Yeah, totally. Okay, so this first story is from Jennifer Smith. And I know Jennifer actually from several years back. She works for Gamel, which is the quilting machine company that I quilt on. So it was really fun to hear from Jennifer. <clears throat> when I think about what I'm grateful for during this ridiculously awful year, so many things come to mind. Family, friends, church, work, all of your standard answers. But the bigger than anything, even 2020 this year has brought personal trials and struggles unlike anything I have ever faced I had a severe case of cellulitis while traveling on a work trip in January. A loved one fighting cancer, quarantine, my son Isaac becoming an overnight at-home student, seeing my youngest daughter, Taylee, struggle as her college years came to an end with a diploma arriving in the mail rather than a walk across the stage, planning a wedding for her in the middle of a pandemic and eventually coming face-to-face -face with COVID. My husband Greg was hospitalized for eight days in early September as he struggled to beat this awful disease. I too had it, yet all I had were allergy symptoms. I struggled with fear and anger and many moments of wanting to scream, this isn't fair, and why. I walked away from the emergency room not knowing when or if I would see Greg alive again. I listened to a doctor I had never seen ask me if I wanted life-saving measures used. I had so many moments of just not knowing what was going on. While Greg was in the hospital, my dad ended up having a heart procedure 
and my mom had to have a kidney stone removed. That day, with all three of them in the hospital, was my low. I found myself in my closet having a panic attack. <clears throat> my oldest daughter, Ashley, injured her knee playing softball, and I think this was even an election year, LOL. <laughs> to say it has been an awful year was an understatement, but through it all, God was there. My elbow is healed. Isaac ended the year with a 4.0 GPA. Taylor is thriving as her first-year teacher and is happily married. My loved ones all walked out of the hospital, and we learned yesterday that Ashley does not have a tear in her, menisca in her meniscus as originally thought and will not require surgery. I work with an amazing group of people who went above and beyond to help me while Greg was sick. Gamal is truly a family of people I love, and we were fortunate enough to not only continue working through all of this, but to grow as well. Other than tiring easily, Greg is doing much better and has no lasting side effects. I have an amazing tribe of friends. My church is growing. God has been there for me through everything. And he not only got me through these hard times, but has blessed me in so many new ways. I loved that from Jennifer. She's making me cry and I don't even know her. <laughs> Thank you, Jennifer. That, I know. I had a hard time amazing. reading it. Yeah. This is what I love. And that was exactly what we were hoping for was to go beyond just the what you were saying at the beginning of the podcast, Natalia. Of course, we're all grateful for our homes and reliable transportation, roof over our heads. We are grateful for our loved ones. But to, to go in a little bit deeper and to be vulnerable and share what it is that has happened that is horrible, but that we're grateful for our tragedies and our trials for some reason. And oh, mm -hmm. wow, that that was really beautiful. Thank you. Yes. Okay. So I have one. This comes from Monique Ovard. And I know Monique. She is a colleague of mine. And so I was really tickled. I follow her on Facebook. And we don't work in the same department. So we don't see each other on a daily basis. I, I feel like I know her a little bit more through what she shares on Facebook. But um, it really touched me when she reached out. And she wrote, Have you ever stopped to think... What am I supposed to learn from this? That has been me over and over again. Once upon a time when things did not go as planned, I would think, why me? I am so very grateful for a shift in my mindset that has allowed me to see that there is something to learn from every experience. Along with these mental benefits has been physical benefits as well. I didn't realize the mental blocks were blocking me subconsciously from taking care of my physical well-being and allowing my body to heal. This year, I've been able to rebuild the relationship between myself and my oldest daughter. Again, the difference in mindset helped us both work through things so we could heal and grow. I am so very thankful this year for opportunities I've had to find silver linings and to learn that our experiences will teach us if we will open our heart and mind. And so we shared a picture there. You guys just saw of her with her daughter. After Monique sent that email in, she followed up with me and she said, that picture with my daughter was at her work. She had run up behind me and said, Mom, I've missed you. And then Monique told me that her heart was so full that night. That's really awesome. I love hearing these positive things that we can take from 2020. <laughs> so I asked Brad for my next one. I thought this would be fascinating. I know that there, we have a lot of quilters here that follow us and they get their products shipped from Brad. So they all have a little friendship with him. So I thought it would be fun to hear kind of what he's thought of 2020. Now, Brad is not a writer. He doesn't write as beautifully as Jennifer, but I do like the thoughts that he wrote down and shared with me. So I'll share a few of those. <clears throat> he says, how the 2020 quarantine allowed us to put our heads down and really put in a lot of work to build our business to where it is today and hopefully continue to build on it. So when Brad's saying that, I just have to kind of add on to what Brad's saying. 
when all of the weirdness happened, we have a younger brother that's, I was 16 when he was born. Chrishell was in college, so we're much older than him. And he became homeless. His college dorm kicked him out and he had nowhere to go. So he just made the trip down the road uh, several miles, hundreds of miles, and showed up at my house and didn't leave for months. <laughs> but he had no job. He had nothing. He had a job that was supposed to take him. <laughs> he was supposed to leave and be gone for the whole entire summer. And the job fell through. Everything fell through. Yeah. Um, when he showed up at our house, though, we all kind of joked that we turned into a sweatshop for about a year, but we really did. And we really appreciate him, even though it was weird and we didn't have a lot of space in our home at the time for him. We still don't, but <laughs> we are grateful for that, that, that yeah. we were able to have a sweatshop in our home for most of 2020. My favorite part in talking with you guys now, you, you talk about that time and, and him showing up, but you say that it kind of was because he was in the house that it forced you guys to think a little bit more about the business. And so when Brad writes and talks about, you know, COVID kind of helped turn things around in our home, I, I, I know he's referring to, well, it's because of COVID that our brother ended up on the street, AKA in your house, but then you guys put him to work. And I know that he was every day was knocking on the door. What are we going to do today? What are we going to do today? And yes. So yes, he was a lot of productivity came out of that time, yes. AKA the sweatshop. Absolutely. But he wasn't knocking on the door. He was laying on my couch. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so here's another one that Brad shared. And I really love this one because I kind of had forgotten about this, but he said, we also found ourselves supporting our local community by finding ways to support small businesses, like a little small town grocery store, local restaurants who found themselves struggling, restaurants who once they reopened their doors, we immediately went back in or we did curbside ordering. And he says, I truly enjoyed all these little times like the fry fruit stand, come on. So I have to tell you, we were on a mission for a while to support every single little business that we could find, all the small businesses in town that we could go to. And we found the most fun little grocery store that we had never even heard of. The town that we live in is not that big, but grocery stores and fruit stands and other businesses that we heard were really struggling. We had the opportunity to really get out and support those small businesses versus some of the large stores that the big box stores that we usually go to. Mm -hmm. um, one more thing Brad shared though, and I really, really agree with this one. He said, club sports, allowing Chesney to still feel normal by giving her workouts, even workouts at home and swimming when they were allowed. It showed him how much her coaches really care for all those kids. And I have to let you know one other thing. So <clears throat> with all these new restrictions and guidelines that have come and a lot of them don't make sense. I think a lot of us feel like it's kind of, we don't have a why. Why do some things get canceled and other things can still remain open? And, you know, we just had a new restriction placed on us last week that it was really frustrating to me and to my family what had happened. It was very unfair. And to see the hard work that Chesney's swim coach was putting in to really make sure those kids knew that she cared for them was absolutely incredible. And I cannot say enough how thankful we both are for her incredible swim coach. So that's so good. Those are really good. Thank you, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> so I have one, this comes from Spencer Stevens and Spencer is somebody who I worked with in my job a couple of years ago. Um, but, uh, you're, you're going to, I'm prefacing with this because, uh, well, you'll see why, but, he, um, after, well, let's just go in. It, it'll make sense as I start to read. So Spencer says 2020 has been hard. Yes, but I am very thankful for this year. You may think I'm crazy, but hear me out. While I spent the first part of the year on him, I, at the beginning of the year, I was unemployed, but my friends from the old job, and he mentions me along with Phil Bondurant and Derek Sidaway, were very supportive to me and helped with practice interviews and my resume. I found a job 
a streaming service, which of course would be in high demand as people started staying home at the exact right time. Here, I met two great gals, Veronica Ariola and Emily Salter Arzola, and I am super grateful to know them. My beautiful niece was born, and again, the timing was great because I was the first person other than her parents to hold her in my arms. I met my great friend Leland Wilson, who has been a great help to me. I was in Oliver, and while the run was cut short and many were unable to see it, it gave me enough time to make great new friends. Katie Meyer, Gregory Meyer, Colby James Majors, Declan Searle, Abby Lynn Page, and many others. We've been able to stay connected and help support each other during hard times and isolation. And the lyrics to an Oliver song have resonated with me throughout the year. Small pleasures, who would deny us these? If you don't mind having to go without things, it's a fine life. Though it ain't all jolly old pleasure outings, it's a fine life. When you've got someone to love, you forget your strife and care. If you don't mind taking it as it turns out, it's a fine life. I'm sorry, I don't know the song, so... For those of you that were singing it while I was reading, I, I know that I totally slaughtered it. But Spencer, I thought that that was absolutely beautiful. I, I couldn't agree more. The lyrics from that song perfectly sum up what 2020 has done to so many of us. Spencer finished by saying, so yes, it's a fine life for which I have made gratitude if it were not for 2020 and I would not have had these people in my life. That's awesome. Well said, Spencer. Yeah, that was that was um, a really touching tribute. Thanks, Spencer, for the shout out. I didn't mean for you to give me any accolades, but, um, you know, sometimes you do something just because you feel like it's the right thing to do. In this case, Spencer did um, need a little bit of help with his resume, and that was something we felt like we could do to help prepare him for his next role. And we all, those of us who work at the county, love him. And we've always cheered for him. We've always rooted for him. He was, he was in a temp position and that's why his, that's why he wasn't able to stay with the county. His time came to an end, but we wanted to see him succeed. And so that, that need inside of each of us, that desire to do the right thing was that we should help him. And, and then as you heard, he ended up finding that job with a streaming service of all places. And look at how we're all functioning today. We're all living <laughs> online streaming video, right? That's awesome. I love it. I have one more. So maybe if I can share this one, we'll, we'll end after this last one. So this comes from Jamie Ross, who lives in Wisconsin and uh, is someone who I know very well from my time out there. Jamie says, the top two things I am thankful for my precious sons, and my precious sister friends. I have had a rough last five years. My marriage ended. I moved back to my home state from three states away and basically built a new life for myself and my two sons from the bottom up. When I say bottom, I mean bottom. One of my lowest days was realizing I only had $100 in my account. It was a week until payday and two hungry boys to feed. Anyone who has boys truly knows that a miracle happened that week. The two good things to come out of my marriage are my sons. They are my everything, and I am so thankful for them every single day. I am crying right now just thinking about how much I love them. They are both so handsome. They are funny. They are goofy and they heal me. They are the reason I love action films and Star Wars and The Mandalorian. They are the reason I am a sports fanatic and they are the reason I get up every day. My sister friends are just that. They get me. They love me. At my lowest point, they wrapped me up and built me up. And now I am crying again thinking about them. I am so thankful for them and I can't wait until stupid COVID is over so we can have lunch together. 
I have a wonderful life. I have a good job, a wonderful family. My elderly parents are in good health, and I own my own house. Rough times. Worry? Heck yes. But God has blessed me beyond measure with precious people in my life at just the right time. I was always taught and always believed that God had a plan for my life. During the hard times, I questioned this plan a lot. I did not understand it. I look back now and can see all the times God was with me, even when I thought I was alone. I can see now that his plan turned out perfect for me. That was awesome. What a great perspective. Thank you, Jamie. Yeah, I I just, I want to, again, say a huge thanks to everyone, to Jennifer, to Brad, Monique, Spencer, Jamie. Thank you for opening up and sharing these beautiful things with each of us. I think that's exactly what we were looking for when Natalia and I began to conceive this idea of, we just want to take some time this week with our podcast. We want to take an hour to go a little bit deeper into the beautiful things that we each have that we are so incredibly blessed and grateful for. So thank you for sharing those with us. Yes. Thank you, everybody. And thank you for listening to this podcast and supporting us here. We truly appreciate that. Natalia, do you have any big plans for the Thanksgiving weekend? I do. We got a restaurant for Thanksgiving dinner. It's something we've done for several years. So that's really our big plan. Just go out to eat and then come home and enjoy the weekend as much as we can. We have a Black Friday sale that goes on in our business. So after that, we'll be working. (laughs) What about you? (laughs) Well, last week I told you that I put a little Christmas tree up in my bedroom. And, you know, we did that earlier in the month. But then I also had the idea... And I've only done this one other time, but it it went well. And so just last weekend, we did put up the rest of our Christmas decorations because over the next couple of days, I want to just sit back and relax. I want to enjoy my time with my family. And as we talked about at the beginning of this episode, I'm so grateful for the gift of time. And so over the next couple of days, I plan on doing just that, sitting home, cozying up in a blanket listening to some good podcasts, sipping hot cocoa, and being with my family. I love it. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. We're so grateful that you took a few minutes to be with us. We know that you have lots of options when it comes to listening to podcasts. We're always grateful that you chose to listen to ours. We hope you have a wonderful holiday, that you enjoyed the time with your family, and we'll see you in a couple days. See you later, everybody. 